Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert, founder of the Savage Theory of Resolution, and your host. And today we're going to talk about a role play we just did with a mom. It was true life, but then she came and said, you know, what would you do or how do you see the situation? So let me put it in the setup. Mom has her five children, the boy, he's 13, and he has friends over. And they begin arguing, fighting is what she said. And so she said, I started practicing the theory of resolution. And and I was asking them, and I was trying to deeply understand. And then her husband came in the room and said, knock it off. And he jumped in the middle of it, which, and he said, stop it. You know, all that needs to happen is that these guys need to knock it off. So true, right? This is so true. This is exactly what we want as parents. Exactly what has been trained from generation to generation to generation. There is nothing wrong with this. This is normal. This is tradition. And this is what they were facing. So in true form, wife or mom, wife rolls her eyes. He got involved. Dad, shut it down. Knock it off. And that is the cycle, correct? Right. There is the cycle. We get caught in this web so many times. You're in the car. They start arguing. One person tries to be reasonable what we have been taught as reasonable. It goes back generations. Reasonable. Hey, you guys, can you just settle down back there? Um, Hey, and you try and distract one person over the other. Maybe you try and distract by asking questions, playing a game, singing songs in the car. Maybe you distract by talking about a different topic because those are our our go-to's. So those are the things that we learned by example. So mom is trying to be in a resolution state of mind and she's going wanting to deeply understand and asking the boys questions. And I totally get both. Totally get it both. I'd want him to knock it off. But how can you use the traditions of our father's and get into a resolution state of mind. There is a beautiful symbiotic way to do that. And so we broke it down. We did the role play. And basically, yeah, dad's, dad's correct. We need it to stop. So can you put a halt on it? Can you, how do you do that? Well, you separate them. Well, you ask a question. Well, you make a statement. Question might be, hey, do you guys want to still go to the to have pizza or whatever was happening? Do you guys want to go home? Do you want your friends to leave? Those are all great questions to immediately get it to stop. But traditions of our fathers have taught us just to say, knock it off or stop it or yell. Or in some cases, somebody might backhand somebody else. Um, those are the ways that we do it. Other ways, you can separate them. 
that gets it to stop automatically. You can put one in another room, go to, go to the kitchen or go to the dining room table or go to your room and separate them. That brings up whole other issues. Why am I the one being sent to my room? He's the one that caused it. Or, but in this case, it was one boy that, that was lived in the home and his friends were fighting. So that's a really easy, you know, put an automatic stop. So to meet dad's needs of, it just needs to stop. You can do any one of those things to meet mom's needs. Who's actually trying to apply the savage theory of resolution. The thing that works, she was trying to understand something different and she is correct and he is correct. So when does her play come into play? And that is after, after this break. So in other words, the dad got some, wanted something to stop. You can go through it a different method besides saying, knock it off. You can do any number of the things I've already mentioned, but then mom should be able to come in and, or dad, whoever's trying to reuse the theory of resolution and in, and is in a resolution state of mind, you can come in later. And so she asked me the question, so, you know, how, how do you respond? Because when she did talk to the, this 13 year old son, he said, mom, this is how guys do it. Also traditions of the father. Also, um, what has come down the line from generation to generation on the playgrounds in the you know fields of play where people play in homes in cars in the store this is true the young man is right this is how guys solve their issues we are also um, in a society that's wanting to see some of that change is that wrong no it's not wrong how do they all fit together so the mom's reaction to the son saying, this is the way guys do it. She was like, oh, be quiet. <laughs> also passed down from generation to generation. So how does it all fit? So she said to me, Carlene, you know, how do you make that work when you just need it to stop? I said, that's what you do. You get it to stop. And then you go in and come back in, circle back and start discussing it. If this is a real issue, I said, the bigger thing here is he is taking a stand. Do we want our young men, young women? Do we want our children to take stands? Absolutely. We want them to flex. We want them to do that. I'm going to tell you, if you have children at home, at home is the best place for them to flex their muscle, is the best place for them to screw up, make errors, you know, have pain, experience heartbreak. Home is where that should happen. It should be their learning ground, testing ground. It should be the place where they can go and get the hug afterwards. Even if you're completely mad at them, they should always get affirmation, lift, building, edification after any situation. If you are not doing that, what you're doing is handing them a pile of rocks and then saying someplace in there, you need to find a self-esteem and where do they find it? They find it exactly where you stand. So moving on, 
She said, so just how do you do that? And I said, well, one is the frame of mind, the way I think about this. I said, number one, I look at this young man from what she has said about him and I've shared with you is he's got friends. Um, she said, well, what do you do when he, when he doesn't know how to say no? So she's kind of putting all these concerns in there, right? As I listened to her and as I've shared this, what I pulled out of this is that he's got friends, he's got influence, he's got some clarity in his mind about how things work for his arguments. Um, and he's got a, two parents that have different ways to approach it. Now, she also did add that when she saw or she said that they kind of forgot about it because they saw that she and her husband were kind of at odds. So it removed all the pressure off of them and it distracted them. So just how do we look at this? This is what I told her. I said, he's got a gift. Look at that. He's got a gift and he's right. That is the way males do work things out. He's absolutely correct. How can you apply that differently? Here's the gift. He's got a gift. He knows that that is used. So we go in and we talk about it as a gift. You're right. This is the way you do resolve problems. And there is a time and a place that that might be needed, but it is not in the everyday. Her job now is to teach him when to apply that and to call it a gift. You've got a gift that you have friends. You've got a gift that people like you. You've got a gift because you have some feeling in there about the, these things that are happening around you. And you've got an understanding. You have this magnificent gift. Let me show you how to use that. When your young people, your children are in battle and evolving and growing and pressing against the norm or the standard that's in the home, those kinds of things, when they have those things going on, you capture those things as gifts and you redirect them, you rechannel them, you show them how to use those, uh, those gifts, those things that you viewed as challenges, you show them how to use that in the outside world. So for example, that gift of you just need to, you fight it out and you kind of elbow each other, that is going to be used when you have families, when you're protecting principle, when somebody is attacking you. That's how you use that gift. All the other times, what you need to do is walk it through, talk it through, figure out another way to handle it. And then you go in and you want to deeply understand. So what's another way? What's another way you could do that? What could you do if you weren't going to go straight to that? Use that as your champion move. And when you start gearing your view of your, the people around you as gifts. So I had seven children. I had people that lived with us. I looked at them and I saw gifts, these amazing, powerful gifts. When my child, <laughs> when one of my sons plagiarized and copied his sister's homework and used it as his homework assignment, and they both got caught in high school I said, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. How did you guys do that? How did you figure out to do that? What did you say when you were approached, when the teacher approached you? What did you say when the teacher approached you? When I asked my, my son and my daughter, 
How did you guys respond? Are you mad at each other? That's wanting to deeply understand. And then I said, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. But don't use it here. (laughs) This is how you use those things. You use those things to protect your children. You use those things to keep their confidences. You use that that ability to deceive and as a gift, not to deceive, but to protect. Those are the ways you move that information. You move those skills that you see. <sighs> you guys, this mom is an amazing superpower. I love that she has five kids and she wants to teach them all these cool things about resolution state of mind. <sighs> if you ever have a question, just ask. <laughs>